The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You've found Destination Love with Shelley Pumphrey. This is not a program about becoming the perfect date or how to get that special someone you've been admiring to notice you. Instead, we'll bring you the science behind how to find love and show how being your true self generally works best. Now, here's your host, Shelley Pumphrey. Welcome to Destination Love. This is Shelley Pumphrey, your host, and today we are going to be doing an interview with somebody that I am very excited to share, um, his wisdom, his expertise, and I promise you there will probably be some F-bombs dropped today. So I just want to warn everybody, if you don't like that, then you may not want to listen to this episode, or you might. You might want to just listen and have a little fun with it. So... um, Today, I'm bringing on a guest by the name of Mark Manson. Mark is a New York Times bestselling author of the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, um, A Counterintuitive Approach to Living a Good Life. Um, Mark is somebody that I've been following for a few years now on his blog. Um, He's a very um, engaging, intriguing, funny author, blogger, entrepreneur, and he has a way of getting real and really helping people focus on what's important in life um, in kind of a tongue-in-cheek way. So, Mark, I want to welcome you today. I'm excited to have you on the show. How are you doing? I'm good. It's good to be here. Great. Great. Well, we're happy to have you. So, I want... I really want to talk about um, your book and how that, uh, I, I just want to talk about the general message. I've been reading it and I love it. And um, and I also, you know, as this is a relationship related show, um, sure. we definitely want to talk a little bit about some relationship stuff too. But I feel like the message in your book has so much to do with our relationships as well. Um not only our relationships with partners, but with ourselves and just with people and life in general. So um, tell us a little bit about, you know, why don't we just start with you? Like, can you give us some background about who you are? Because many of my listeners may not know who you are and what you do. Sure. Um, So I am a, I started out as a blogger. I'm an author, but um, I've been blogging online for about eight or nine years. And um, actually what kind of launched me onto this whole trajectory in my life was uh, I was horribly dumped by an ex-girlfriend, cheated on, dumped, left, and just like completely distraught, heartbroken. And so like many people, I turned to um, a lot of books and shows like yours and kind of tried to put the pieces together. And part of that for me was... Uh, I started blogging about it, and lo and behold, a few years went by and um, developed a bit of a readership, and um, 
and developed a little bit of a, an expertise by that time I had read enough books myself and, and had enough experiences that, you know, people started wanting to hear what my take was on everything. Uh, jump ahead about six, seven years, and uh, I'm where I am today, which is um, my site, markmanson.net, is it's read by um, millions of people each month, and, and it's uh, got a new book, which is on the New York Times list. Um, this book is about values, but I've also I've written very much about relationships um, and uh, dating and love and things like that over the years as well. Right. Wow. I love. Uh, I love that. You know, I always like to tell people like we can turn our traumas or our tragedies into gifts, and like, you know, even though your heart was broken, it sounds like it was something that propelled you into something even bigger and better in your life. So um, that's a that's a good story. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I tell talk to us a little bit about this book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. I just um, can you share a little bit about the values, the message that you're trying to get across in this book? Sure. Um, so like I like I said earlier, the book is it's about values, but um I, I jokingly tell people that uh, I wanted to write a book about values, but nobody would read a book about values, so I put fuck in the title. And <laughs> that worked. <laughs> to get people to like stop and pay attention long enough to uh, you know put their phones away and like <laughs> actually listen right. for a little while. And um, but yeah, I mean, essentially, the the book is all about what are we choosing to care about in our lives? What are we choosing to find important? Um, and how is that affecting us? And um, the the inspiration for the book came uh, over a period of, in my life where I had kind of this weird three to four year period um, right around when I turned thirty, um, like late twenties up to when I turned thirty, where basically all of like my goals and dreams that I had when I was like twenty years old, I kind of a I'd gotten all of them, you know, it was like I was the dog that caught up to the car and I had this weird little existential crisis of like, wait a second, none of this stuff was really that important after all. And um, so I spent a a number of years thinking a lot about values and meaning and what, where we are, where we choose to find meaning in our lives. And, um, And over the course of this time, you know, I was getting thousands of emails from readers and I started to notice that people um, people with problems all you know all sorts of different problems in their lives you know some people had marriage problems some people had career problems some people had self-esteem problems and I kept noticing that the common thread seemed to be what these people were choosing to give a fuck about what these people were mm-hmm. choosing to find so important in their life that they had chosen something that was hurting them and not helping them. And, um, and so I eventually sat down and decided to write a book about it. Wow. I love it. And I know like one of the things I love that you wrote in the book was, um, we only have so many fucks to give, so we need to choose them wisely or something like that. Yeah. So why do you think people get so caught up in choosing the wrong fucks basically? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, 
there are a number of reasons. Um, I think, you know, the most the most basic one is um, that we we just grew up not knowing better. You know, so mm-hmm. a lot of uh, a lot of the the poor values or insecurities that our parents had um, or that were pre- prevalent in our families, um, we pick them up and we don't realize that they're hurting us until we're well into adulthood. Um, also, a lot of people, you know, insecurity has a way of driving, adopting bad values. So, right. you know, like, let's say you were bullied at school or, um, you know, you went through a really awkward phase when you were a teenager or something. You know, a lot of people deal with these insecurities by uh, latching on to, like, really superficial values. You know, like, they become obsessed with their appearance or they become obsessed with making money or... Or, or gaining power or things like that. And these, these things mm-hmm. are overcompensations for places where we were hurt in the past. Um, and so very much the process of getting down to what actually matters in our life and, and uh, dedicating ourselves to it correctly is, is um, part of it is a healing process. It's understanding, you know, why did I care about this so much? Why am I so obsessed right. with this, this thing that's been hurting me? Right. I love that. That's so true. I mean, our those deeper wounds are definitely what drive us. And, um, you know, we create a lot of stories that yeah. create our reality, our quote-unquote reality, um, because of those wounds. Um, and sometimes it's so subconscious we don't even recognize that it's there and that it's driving us. Totally. And, and to kind of bring this back to the relationship stuff, you know, like our, our values very much define the people we end up attracting and the people that we're attracted to. And, um, and so if, if your values are out of whack, you know, if you've got like some real, um, kind of neurotic stuff going on, um, that's going to play out in the, in the people that you're drawn to and the people that you, you find yourself becoming intimate with. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, can you give some examples of how that so, would play out for people? So let's take, um, you know, like, let's take somebody who's, who's very obsessive about their appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, they, this will naturally kind of turn them into, you know, if they're obsessed about physical appearances, then naturally they are going to perceive their relationships when they go out and meet men or women, um, they're going to base their relationships around physical appearances, which right. you know, I think we all know like that's not a good basis for a relationship. Um, right. Same thing with people who obsess about money. Um, I actually, I, I know uh, somebody who he's very obsessed with money and he views his, it's kind of sad to watch actually, but he views his romantic relationships in terms of, uh, of money, of, of mm-hmm. whether he's like making enough money to deserve this person, whether she's going to still like him if he doesn't make as much money. And it's, um, and it, it just leads to a lot of, kind of dysfunctional and unhealthy relationships. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm in it. Yeah, whether it's money, appearance, um, you know, your job, 
status, whatever it might be, um, can definitely get in the way. So I guess it's a, it's a matter of figuring out what is really important, what really makes a difference and looking for partners based on that. Yeah. And again, that goes to maybe healing some of those older, deeper wounds, of course. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's that old saying, right? It's it's like if the only thing all the people you date have in, has in common is you, <laughs> you know? So it's... Right. Uh, if you keep dating people, you know, if you keep finding yourself in relationships with, with people who are very uh, you know, superficial in, in some way, you know, that that's usually a reflection of, of your values as well. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I feel, I, I mean, a lot of clients that I work with struggle with that. Like they don't see that pattern. They get pretty blindsided. Um, you know, as humans, yeah. we all have our blind spots. Um, so it's okay to acknowledge that we're not perfect in that way, people. But, <laughs> um, you know, like if it's not working for you, you might want to dig a little deeper and see what's going on there that, um, you know, could be a pattern or it might be one of these fucks that maybe don't need to be given (laughs) using, using Mark's point of view here. Um, One of the other things that you talked about in the book that I liked was kind of this idea that life, like, well, what I hear people say a lot is like, life is hard. Like, why can't things go my way? And you know, what you seemed to talk about in there is that, life isn't always going to be easy. There is a lot of adversity in life. And it's not really about whether or not life is going to be easy. It's more about how are you going to deal with life when it isn't easy? Yeah. How can you talk more about that? Sure. I think one thing that kind of troubles me about our culture, and, and you could say that this was also a big inspiration for the book in general, is that I think... We in, we have come to mistake comfort with happiness, and they're mm-hmm. two completely different things. Um, I think people have been kind of trained or taught over the years to seek comfort constantly. Um, that's right. what's marketed to us, comfort and convenience and, and things that feel easy, feel good and feel easy. Um, you know, those are things that are always marketed to us and, and kind of... Uh, thrust in front of us and shown as like, oh, this is, this is what a good life is. And I make the argument that actually happiness requires some degree of struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think back to like the most meaningful and important moments in your life, it's always, there's always some sort of adversity that's involved in some way. There's, a, there's some sort of challenge that was overcome or breakthrough that was achieved or, um, you know, really... Uh, kind of amazing uh, experience where, you know, you overcame some sort of difficulty. And so I think people have just forgotten that that struggle and challenge is an integral part of what makes a life healthy. And right. um, and so if you're constantly, and what I try, also try to point out in the book is that if you're constantly chasing feeling good all the time, um, this is going to lead you down some really bad paths, you're going to start making mm-hmm. some bad decisions. I mean, if you think about it, it's like, if you just want to feel good all the time, like just, it's easy to feel good. Like just go, go take a bunch of drugs or something. Right. Um, right. But we all, we all know, we all know that that's not 
a good lifestyle. That's that that doesn't lead to a happy life. And so there need there's something there has to be something more involved. There has to be um, something more important. I think there's a line somewhere in the book where I say like um, uh, like the key to the key to a good life is is giving a fuck about something, making something more important than feeling good all the time. You know, yeah. like there, there has to be something that's worth fighting for in your life. Um, otherwise, you're just going to be um, subjected to, to the ups and downs that are, that are inevitable. Right. Yeah, and I feel like we're, we, ha- we do have this culture of, like, we are so addicted to numbing from our feelings, you know? Like, we can't tolerate a minute of downtime. We have to be on our phones, and, um, you know, if something doesn't feel good, we just we check out. Um, because I think there is that idea, like I need to be happy all the time. And if I'm not, I don't want to deal with how uncomfortable that feels. And, you know, and this goes for relationships too. Like relationships aren't going to feel happy and easy all the time. There's work involved. And I mean, you certainly don't want to be in a relationship where you're miserable all the time. But, um, I think people get dismissive of relationships when the work starts to happen, when, you know, yeah. there's a fight or, you know, like you get to see the the pretty side of somebody and the ugly side of someone in a relationship. And, um, you know, we have to be willing to go there if we want to create that kind of relationship. So I'm going to, yeah. uh, we're going to stop for a quick commercial break here. We will be back in a couple of minutes and uh, resume our talk with Mark Manson here. Again, you're listening to Destination Love and you can find me at thelovestrategist.com. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Have you ever wondered if you're the reason that you are still single? Are you tired of repeating the same old relationship patterns that end in heartbreak? Maybe it's time to get serious about finding love. Love strategist and therapist Shelly Pumphrey can help you break your relationship patterns and find love that lasts. Shelly doesn't teach superficial dating skills. Instead, she helps you shift your entire dating mindset and empowers you with the psychology and science of relationships. Shelly offers several ways to work with her, including her empowered dating course, one-on-one coaching, or a weekend retreat. To learn more about how to work with Shelly, you can schedule a free 30-minute strategy call or learn more about her programs at thelovestrategist.com. That's thelovestrategist.com. Shelly can help you find love. Take the quiz and find out what's keeping you single. Visit thelovestrategist.com today. The Voice America Live Events page is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. 
are listening to Destination Love. To reach Shelly Pumphrey or her guest today, call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Shelly at ShellyPumphrey.com. Now back to Destination Love. Hello and welcome back to Destination Love. You're listening to Shelley Pumphrey here, your host. And again, we're talking to Mark Manson, the author of The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, and a counterintuitive guide to living a good life. So we were talking a little bit about the book and I want to... I want to kind of switch gears here for a minute and talk about Mark's other book because I think um, it's really in line with some of the values that I like to teach in my work with um, helping people find relationships and and going through the dating process, um, which is to be more authentic in your relationships, to be more genuine. And, and I, you know, I've always felt uncomfortable with dating coaches and advice out there that's focused on, you know, using different tactics or, you know, say these, these magic words and make every man or woman fall in love with you. Um, to me, that doesn't ever end in healthy, compatible relationships. I mean, sometimes it probably does, but, um, I'm more along the lines of be real and you'll attract the the right kind of partner for you and, and stop hiding, stop, you know, hiding behind, um, these walls we put up to hide these insecurities that we have. So, Mark, I know you wrote a book called um, Models, and you talk a lot about this kind of stuff. So could you share some of your wisdom and advice about dating that you wrote about in that book? Yeah, so to kind of go back a little bit, you know, I mentioned at the beginning of the show that uh, I got into this stuff because I was dumped. Um, and I suffered a heartbreak. Um, so logically that led me into a lot of, I started reading a lot of dating advice out there and, and I eventually got involved and became a dating, dating coach myself. And, um, it's the, the, the men's side of things. I mean, you have some of this on the women's side too, but the men's side of, of, of date of the dating advice world in particular there is a lot of just very scummy and um, just kind of toxic stuff out there. Um, and yeah. I think it's a lot of it is due just, you know, men, men, particularly insecure men put, they overemphasize the sexual side of things. And so mm-hmm. they see, they objectify uh, women and their relationships a lot. And, um, and so a lot of, men's dating advice is kind of geared towards that perspective. And so when I started getting involved in the industry, um, I, I started traveling around the country and, and meeting a lot of, a lot of these people. And, and I was just a little bit disgusted and, um, uh-huh. and I wanted to find, I decided I wanted to find a way because uh, on the one hand, I, I don't think 99% of these these guys, they're not bad guys. I think they're just mm-hmm. confused. Um, they don't realize that these beliefs that they have about women and about sex are, are destructive. They, not only are they harming women, but more importantly, they're harming themselves. Like they're preventing themselves yeah. from, from uh, experiencing, you know, the good relationships and intimacy and things like that. And so I wanted to find, try to find a way that I could communicate and message 
the men that was both a emotionally healthy and respectful to to everybody involved, um, but also b that that works, you know, that like actually mm-hmm. helped people and like got results. Um, and so I wrote models attract women through honesty and uh, released it in 2011. Um, and I'm very very pleased. Uh, I mean, because especially back then, there was just the, the the industry was very much dominated by a very kind of like toxic message. And yeah. so when I put it out there, I, I felt like, all right, either this is going to break through and and kind of create a new standard, or I'm going to get like laughed off stage and I'm going to go do mm-hmm. something else with my life. Um, fortunately <laughs> for me, um, it, the book did very well, and it's actually it's it's one of the most highly recommended. You go to men's dating advice forums and things like that. Uh-huh. It's, it's the first book recommended to people. And, um, and yeah, it's just been, it's been promoting a much healthier approach um, to dating. Awesome. I love that it's out there. I, I know um, I see it here and there. Can you like, what are some of the best tips that you can give people to, you know, whether it's for men or women, um, you know, just to be healthier and and more genuine when they're trying yeah. to date. So, the, the the cornerstone piece of advice for the book is is essentially the vulnerability. It's um, mm-hmm. it's the process of opening up, opening yourself up um, to not just to rejection, like it's. I mean, the willingness for rejection is part of it, but it's a, it's a, it's opening yourself up unconditionally. So it's it's sharing yourself unconditionally. So you're a big a big focal point throughout the entire book is that so many people who struggle in dating, the reason they struggle is they think of their interactions in terms of like I'm going to say this so I can get that result. I'm going to text this message so he will think that. And as soon as you're getting into that kind of like algorithmic way of thinking, um, you're hurting yourself and right. you're hurting relationships. And, and the whole point of the book is that everything you do, everything you say, it should be done without any sort of intention of affecting um, the, the outcome, you know, what the other person feels. Yeah. You know? so, express yourself unconditionally. You, you just express yourself for the sake of expressing yourself. You say what you believe, you, uh, you stand up, you know, for what you're interested in. Um, you're willing to hear rejection, but you're also willing to reject yourself. Um, and it's basically, this leads to a place of dating based around honesty. And, and while it's more painful in the beginning, um, especially for men who are really not accustomed to like sharing their feelings in any way mm-hmm. whatsoever. Um, it's, it ultimately, ultimately leads to a much better place because you, you start naturally filtering out all the people who are bad for you. Um, and the people who are, who are good for you, who share your values and, and share your interests and who enjoy your personality on a genuine level, not because they're trying to get something from you. Um, it, it, they become far more attracted to you than they would otherwise because they're seeing the real you right. in front of them. Yeah, I love that. 
And like, I feel like, um, you know, kind of tying this back into what we started the show with and talking about not, you know, like deciding what you want to focus on, what, where do you want to give a fuck, you know? And a lot right. of people get so tied up with this fear of rejection, like that paralyzes them in dating. So either they do use all of these tactics to try to, you know, manipulate somebody into liking them. And then that ends up feeling shallow or they keep have the, having these failed dating experiences. Um, or they don't know how to be vulnerable. They, you know, they have this story that if I'm rejected, it it's going to validate this feeling inside that something's wrong with me. You know, it kind of goes into that deeper wound that we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have, so, if you're caring so much about being rejected, you got to look at where does that come from? Why is that so big for you? And stop giving a fuck about it. I mean, yep. if I just want to be really clear and simple about it, like, you have to be willing to be rejected if you want to put yourself out there and find a partner for you. Yeah. It's key. Because if they're rejecting you, then they're not, they weren't going to make you happy anyway. Right. You know, like, it, I think that's, that's something that a lot of people I've worked with have a hard time understanding. Mm-hmm. And, and it's usually because they're, they're projecting something on, onto the other person with, with, right. with the young men that I tended to work with, you know, it was, they would have, you know, they would get up, they would get hung up with like how physically attractive a woman was, you know, like if she was phys- like really physically attractive and she rejected him, he somehow would take that personally as like a, a judgment on his value as a, as a man. And right. when my whole point was like, dude, if she's rejecting you, then you would probably be miserable with her. So, <laughs> you know, like right. if she doesn't, if she doesn't think, think you're, she, if she's not into the same stuff as you, if she doesn't like talking to you, then like this was never going to be enjoyable in the first place. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's getting, for, for a lot of the younger guys, it was getting their values straight. It was like, okay, stop caring so much about like, you know, how pretty she is. Start caring more about like what her values are. How does she engage with you? Does she listen to you? Does she care about you? Um, you know, physical appearance matters, but it, it can't be, uh, you know, the end all be all. And, and, and yeah, I mean, it's, if you look across the spectrum of dating problems, dating problems people have, like it's, it, it always comes back to something like that. Like they're overemphasizing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I, I, and again, rejection, it's such a story that we're making up in our minds. You know, it's, it's really how you choose to perceive this. You know, you're talking about reframing these experiences for people and saying like, yeah, it just means she's not into you and it wouldn't be a good match. And um, instead of deciding that it's something personal or some, you know, it's about some shortcoming in yourself. And I mean, of course, none of us want to feel rejected, but you can lessen or eliminate the pain of it if you can see it in a different way. Yep. And yeah, it's, f- um, I think there's, there's a quote in models. I think I say, if you want to be liked by everybody, then you won't be loved by anybody. And what <sighs> I meant by that is, 
if you if you're just going to try to make everybody like you like if you just want to get along with everybody you're you're going to end up compromising yourself so much that nobody's going to see the real you and nobody's going to be really attracted there's a there's also there's a quote by um another author named Robert Glover who I really like and he wrote he said people people fall in love with your rough edges mm-hmm. they 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 fall mm. in love with Basically, they fall in love with, like, the little imperfections that make you unique, that make you yeah. slightly different from everybody else. And so if you're constantly hiding those imperfections, um, then you're not, you're not going to open yourself up to that opportunity. Right. Yeah, I love that quote. That's so, so right on. I call it um, chameleon dating. Like, when we're afraid yeah. to show who we are, we just blend, you know, we blend in with whoever it is that we're dating. And, on, you know, at some point, you're going to get found out. You know, somebody's yeah. going to see the real you. And and you also, you know, if you're, the, if you're doing the chameleon dating, on some level, you feel horrible about yourself, too, because you know that you're not being real. You know, you're yeah. you're invalidating the truth about you, and that never feels good. Um, you know, so it's, I agree. I love that about the rough edges. It's like we have to be willing to put ourselves out there and be seen, um, especially if we want to have a true connected relationship with somebody. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, awesome to hear. You know, I like to hear... Um, your advice, your advice as a, as a guy, as a man that, um, you know, giving this kind of stuff to other men, because I do, I agree with you. Like, I think there is more of a shift in the dating industry, but I do still see a lot of that out there for, you know, men's dating advice, um, mm-hmm. you know, to do these, these things that are not, they're not helping somebody be authentic and genuine in the dating process. They're just about manipulation in my opinion so it's very refreshing to hear your thoughts on that yeah thank you (laughs) you know one thing that's kind of sad but true but men who really struggle with with dating and relationships the reason they struggle is because i think they're very they tend to be very out of touch with their emotions um Mm -hmm. and but an unfortunate side effect of that is that they're going to look for solutions to their dating life um, that don't involve emotions, you know? So, like, they, right. they, go through, they go through their life thinking very mechanically, like seeing the world in a very mechanical way, and so their approach to fixing their relationships is also going to be very mechanical. You know, text this mm-hmm. message, call her on this day, take her to this location. Um, right. When the whole issue is... <laughs> Like, uh, and I, I say this in the book a lot. And I remember when I first wrote this, you know, people in the industry thought I was crazy, but I was like, you know, like none of this stuff matters. Like what you say, like what you text her, you know, what, what day you go on a date, like none of this stuff matters if the emotional stuff is lined up. Right. Right. Mark, I'm going to end us on that point right there, and we'll come back to that in just a minute because we've got a quick uh, commercial break we've got to cut to. So thank you for listening to Destination Love. We've got Mark Manson here today. We'll see you in a few. 
experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you ever wondered if you're the reason that you are still single? Are you tired of repeating the same old relationship patterns that end in heartbreak? Maybe it's time to get serious about finding love. Love strategist and therapist Shelly Pumphrey can help you break your relationship patterns and find love that lasts. Shelly doesn't teach superficial dating skills. Instead, she helps you shift your entire dating mindset and empowers you with the psychology and science of relationships. Shelly offers several ways to work with her, including her empowered dating course, one-on-one coaching, or a weekend retreat. To learn more about how to work with Shelly, you can schedule a free 30-minute strategy call or learn more about her programs at thelovestrategist.com. That's thelovestrategist.com. Shelly can help you find love. Take the quiz and find out what's keeping you single. Visit thelovestrategist.com today. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Destination Love. To reach Shelley Pumphrey or her guest today, call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Shelley at ShellyPumphrey.com. Now back to Destination Love. All right. Welcome back to Destination Love. This is Shelley Pumphrey, and we're listening to uh, or we're talking to Mark Manson here today. Um, Before we cut to the commercial, we were talking a little bit about um, just getting real with um, dating. And Mark was talking about men being out of touch with their emotions and how they're looking for um, you know, kind of, I don't know, I think you said maybe more mechanical kinds of dating tactics when they're out of touch with emotions. Did you want to follow up with anything else on that, Mark? Um, I, I, I guess the last thing I'll, I'll say about that, you know, since when, when women hear about this stuff, um, they tend to get a little bit horrified, which yeah. <laughs> they should. I mean, it's yes. totally understandable. Um, but the, the thing I always 
try to say is that it's these, these are not bad guys. It's it's they're just kind of clueless. Like they just right. they don't know better. And and a right. lot of that comes back to our culture around masculinity. Um, you know the way boys and and young men are encouraged to to give a give a fuck about certain things way too much. Um, So a lot of these, you know, what I've found over the years working with a lot of young men who struggle with this stuff, it's not that they don't care about their emotions. It's just like they, they grew up not equipped to deal with this stuff. You know, they, Mm -hmm. they grew up constantly being encouraged to do manly stuff. And, and so when it finally comes to, you know, and they've gone off and they've, they've created a successful career and, you know, the, they're very um, competent in other areas of their life, but suddenly it comes to intimacy and they, they realize that they're absolutely clueless. Right. Yeah, we've, and actually the last couple of shows that I've done, we've talked a lot about masculinity and how um, that gets really shut down for men, you know, just the emotional piece gets shut down for men and how it can really affect relationships. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, cause it can really be detrimental. Yeah. I, I think, um, you know, with, in feminism in general, it's a lot of it's focused on, um, the woman's experience and how a mm-hmm. lot of, a lot of the, our culture today is very demeaning and, and oppressive to, towards women in different ways. And, um, I, I think, it's not that conversation shouldn't be replaced. I think what should be tacked on to that is that all that exact same culture is all, often demeaning and oppressive to men in completely different ways. Um, right. You know, there's some really good books out there. I think there's one called boys don't cry. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's by a couple of Harvard psychologists and they, it, the whole book they did, they spent years researching and that they would, go into schools and stuff and they would find that, um, you know, if, if a little girl fell over on a playground and hurt herself, you know, every, all the teachers would come run and be like, Oh, are you okay? It's okay. You know, here, get up. We'll make it feel better. But if a boy fell off the same thing and started crying, everybody just kind of stood around and was like, stop crying, get up, (laughs) be a big boy, you know? And, um, and that stuff just, it's, it's the same kind of just very obvious um, stuff that seems so normal that we don't think about it. But um, the whole book is, is kind of about how, like, hey, if you are, if boys are getting this message their entire early lives, you know, it, of course they grow up to be insensitive and to hide yeah. their feelings and to be you know, inconsiderate of others' feelings and things like that. Yeah, that's really sad. And I, I'm i glad, like, it feels like there's more and more men who are talking about, men and women, um, you know, who are bringing this to our attention, that this is, this is an issue and, um, you know, that it's okay for men to embrace that, what we'd call the feminine aspect of themselves. Yeah. Um, you know, instead of shutting it down and being so out of touch. And when people can access that, you can have a much more balanced, fulfilling relationship um, 
you know, and men don't get so threatened by women's emotions and, um, you know, how just our differences in, in that way, um, because you can be more in touch with your own. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad that you're doing that. So I want to kind of, there's another thing that I wanted to, to ask you. So I want to switch gears here for a minute. I have to admit that w- there's one article that you wrote. I think it was the article that really, that it's the first thing I ever read by you. And it, I've used it in every relationship that I've had, friendships, relationships, um, because I love, it's just potent and simple and powerful. So the article was fuck yes or no. And I've been using that as my law of, um, you know, deciding whether or not I want to keep a relationship in my life. So can you tell me or tell us a little bit about what that article was about? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it's um, it's actually it's a concept I got from a friend of mine. Um, his name's Derek Sivers. He's very successful in business, mm-hmm. and um, he he used it in the context of business for many years. So mm-hmm. um, he would get, you know, people would come to him for wanting him to invest or you know be on their board of directors or be involved in some way or consult for them or, or whatever. And he said that his go-to, he said after, after a while it got so overwhelming that he, and he struggled to know like who to say yes to, who to say no to, um, how to allot his time that he finally, he just adopted a, a rule, which was uh, fuck yes or no. So it was basically, he was, he, if he wasn't so excited about the opportunity that he was saying, fuck yes, immediately, mm-hmm. um, he would say no to it. And he said as soon as he adopted that, um, it was, <laughs> his, every, his life got much simpler and much better. And um, I remember he told me about that, and then like a couple months later, I was, I was working with a client, and he was, uh, he was telling me about a couple different women he was dating, and he was very conflicted on what to do with them, and I just found myself saying, dude, it's either a fuck yes or it's a no. <laughs> yes. And um, it like just kind of immediately solved all of his dating problems right then and there. And so I, I decided to write an article about it and, um, and it went crazy. I mean, it's like yeah. that, that article is, it's been everywhere now. Actually, one of my favorite things that's ever happened to me with my writing is um, men and women take that, that link to that article and uh-huh. uh, they post it on their online dating profiles. So, like, you can go around, like, <laughs> OkCupid, and, like, random people will have a link to that article, and it'll say, like, by the way, read this before you message me. And, I love um, it. Yeah, it's just, it's incredible. So, it, yeah, it's the law of fuck yes or no, and it, it's, honestly, it's, it's, I mean, I, I use it all the time in my life, too, you know, with with all sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah, it's and I I agree. It can go. It can be for anything, but um, you know, like I work with so many people who are like, just you know, they're not content in a relationship, and they go back and forth, and they don't know what to do, and it really can be that simple. And it, it, you know, as long as you, <laughs> as long as you let yourself go there and trust the answer, you know. Yeah. 
I guess the the thing is, is you get your answer, fuck yes or fuck no. And then the question is, what are you going to do with that afterwards? You know, <laughs> if yeah. you want to yeah. have some better re- relationships, then go, go with your answer, go with your gut. It, it's harder to implement <laughs> yeah. sometimes, simply saying, yeah. but often just simply asking the question can be very illuminating. Um, yeah. The, the one caveat I will I will add um, because I get a lot of emails about this. You know, people will email me and they'll be like, "I've been married for 21 years. I have kids, a mortgage, and my wife and I are going through a hard time." If I use the law of fuck yes or no, then I would have to get a divorce. Like, what, what should I, you know, that's what I'm like, all right, come on. Now, this isn't like, <laughs> this isn't right. like, you know, written, carved in stone. And, yeah, right. it's like, it's generally like, I, I think of it more in terms of a useful tool for, for deciding, for deciding one's commitment to something. Right. Uh, yeah. I think. I think it's uh, it, it's better used um, when deciding whether to commit more to something. Um, yeah, like I could see that, you know, like in the beginning stages of dating somebody, when you want to decide, you know, is this the person I really want to commit to? It's an excellent time to use it. But then to also yeah. remember that it can change at any time, you know, just because somebody's a fuck yes right then and there doesn't mean that three weeks from now they're going to stay the fuck yes, you know? Yeah. The the other thing, too, I think a lot of people get confused about, and this comes back to kind of what we were talking about, about wanting to feel good all the time, Mm -hmm. is that, again, people mistake struggle or difficulty with not being a fuck yes, you know? So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, with my wife, there are times where she drives me absolutely insane and like I just I want to like leave the house for a couple hours and but I'm still fuck yes about being with her it's just that (laughs) I'm still fuck yes about the relationship it's just that at that specific moment or that specific day or you know I I imagine with with some couples that have been together for a long time there's probably months like that that go by where they're not crazy about um, being around the person you can still yeah. be fuck yes about a relationship, even though you're not enjoying it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, I think I one of the techniques that I use that's similar is uh, Martha Beck. I don't know if you're aware of her. She's a life coach and an author. And she uses a similar technique, and she calls it shackles on, shackles off. And it's this feel, you know, like you can close your eyes and imagine like this situation that you're in or this decision that you're in. Does it feel like you have shackles on or does it feel like shackles off? And it's, it's a, it's a similar kind of feeling like, yeah, I want this. And in that it's, um, you know, it really gets people in touch with, like it gets them out of their mind, like all of the mental chatter and more into your body and your gut and, and your heart and what you know, where the truth is. But yeah. I, I, but again, I like what you're saying too. Like it's not the end all be all <laughs> thing that should decide everything. But sometimes we do need to access those powerful moments where, you know, we get out of all the confusion in our minds, Yeah. Um, you know, and listen on a deeper level. So 
I'm glad that that has been helpful. I'm going to start telling people to put that on their dating profiles because that Please. is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it just, it, I remember I, I went to my Google Analytics and saw I was getting tons of traffic from OkCupid one day. And <laughs> it, took, it, it took me like three days to figure out why I was getting, and when I figured it out, I was just like, this is amazing. This is like <laughs> so this is funny. one of the best things. Yeah, I love it. Well, so we are getting near the end of the show. Is there, I guess, any other words of wisdom or anything that you'd like to share with the listeners here today that we haven't touched on? Um, not really. I guess okay. uh, nothing. I give a fuck about. enough to reiterate (laughs) I love it well can you tell us a little bit about how people like I obviously the book is out there um do you are you coaching people like is there are there other ways that people can work with you or find you um I do have some online courses on my website um at markmanson.net and um but yeah right now it's just the books and and a few a few short courses online. Um, I hope to be doing some more in-person stuff over the coming years, but uh, right now it's just right, right, right. Right. Well, it's good. Yeah, that's what you're good at. I love it. Are yeah. there any of the courses, are there any ones that are around dating or relationships for people? Yes. One is, uh, one is about um, dating relationship, uh, emotional health for dating and <laughs> relationships. One is about uh, getting over anxiety, and then one is about uh, social skills. Connecting. Oh, awesome. So you kind of cover the, the gamut there. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Well, I want to thank you for joining us today. I have certainly enjoyed it, and I just want to, you know, obviously I, I chose you to come on here because you've definitely inspired me with a lot of your wisdom, and just I laugh the whole time I read your stuff because it's, <laughs> it's funny, but it's so, um, it's so insightful and it's powerful and it, and it gets to the point. So I just want to recommend, uh, to our listeners, check Mark out, markmanson.net, right? Is your website. Yep. Um, and, uh, check out his book, the subtle art of not giving a fuck or models attracting women through honesty. And, uh, thank you for being here with us today. And again, if you want to find me online, you can go to thelovestrategist.com or check me out on Facebook at authentic date. Thanks again, everybody have a great day. And we'll be talking to, uh, Zach Oates next, next week about how he went on a thousand dates before he found his wife. So, Tune in again next Wednesday. Thanks. Thank you for making a weekly visit to Destination Love. Please join Shelley Pumphrey again next Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, be brave, be you, be loved. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 